brought to you by DFW Fast Pitch. Based right here in North Texas, softball is more than just a sport. It's a lifestyle. For all your latest softball information and updates, check us out at our website at www.dfwsoftball.com. Hello, everybody. This is Kenny Matthews with Ryan Johnson here for Friday Night Goal Introduced. The Chocolate Bear and the Goss BFW Softball Podcast Number Three. I'm again, it's Kenny, and I'm here with my buddy Brian. How are you doing today, Goss? Uh, pretty good. I was I was great yesterday when it was nice and sunny, but uh, now I'm hearing <laughs> just rain. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Doesn't it? It seems to never fail that the April and May always causes some kind of havoc with the scheduling for the playoffs and. That's why, um, it's it's, called, that's why it's called April showers. April showers, man. Well, as many showers we had in April, we have a whole lot of flowers coming in May then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, you know, some of the schedule changes. I mean, I know you're going to be at the Forney game today. They've changed it to 5 o'clock today to try to get the games in. Uh, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. the Forney game's at 5. I'm actually going to be at the uh, South Lake Carroll Nashville game. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Good. The Dragons against Mansville. That'll be a good game, man. I'm, I'm glad you did kind of bring up. We'll talk about South Lake a little bit later because, you know, you kind of pointed that out last week that, you know, you thought the Dragons were going to be a tough out. And, boy, did they prove to be a tough out last week. <laughs> Definitely. And, yeah, if you guys uh, want to catch that game, game one tonight, 730 over at Carroll. Okay, at Carroll, 730. Good deal. Good deal. Well, hey, I will start with, I mean – Keller, I mean, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about them last week, a lot, I should say, anyway. But, you know, they had the big win this past week. But Keller, I mean, you brought up a great point, I thought. Playing a three-game series maybe this week for the first time since 2017 in the regional finals. I mean, <laughs> how did that happen, I wonder? <laughs> yeah, the, I've, I've been hearing every week that, you know, Keller, uh, they just – all the bad luck of the flips. They always lose the flips, so always seems uh-huh. to be one game. So, you know, last year, uh, all five rounds were one-gamers, and uh, they, they lost it in the regional final to Plano, and then last week against Cottell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been since the 2017 regional final uh, against Plano West was their last three-game series, and Hopefully they play a three-game series this week. I don't know. Maybe the, the rain is going to force them to play another one-gamer. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I said, this week, maybe everybody's going to go to a one-game playoff this week. <laughs> you know, if the, if the weatherman is right, I mean, I know he wasn't right a couple weeks ago, but, man, if he's right this week, I don't know how they're going to get in. You know, yeah, and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, they, they got that big win against Cottell to start. I was at that game on uh, Friday over Colleyville Heritage. Uh, Dylan Kodurka, you know, another win for her in the circle. Uh, Tessa Gallopo and Brooke Davis uh, drove in a couple of runs, and uh, Hayden Brown uh, also got an RBI single. So, yeah, they off to a good start, the Indians. The drum just keeps beating when it calls, comes to Keller softball, doesn't it? Right. Unreal. Unreal. Well, man, I really I love the thing that you had about the district sweeps this past week in the playoffs, you know, to kind of recap a little of last week. I mean, Abilene, L.D. Bell, Trinity, and Richland go 8-1 and one against 4-6-A last week. I don't think anybody anticipated maybe an 8-1 record against 
6-6A last week. Yeah, uh, you know, Richland, I went to that game, game three. You know, I talked about it. The Rebels weren't mm-hmm. even, you know, they didn't even know if they were going to make the playoffs. So week four, they had, they had to play a playing game just for fourth. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had, to, they had to travel for that one at Abilene Christian against uh, San Angelo Central. Central, yeah, Central, yeah. And able to win that game 16-6 uh, to six, and then, you know, dropped that first one on a walk-off to Martin, but came back and won two. Uh, Saturday, they just really poured it on, 12-2 to two in five innings uh, to knock out those uh, district champions from uh, Martin. Yeah, and I think that they even made it even harder, you know, having to come back and double dip them. You know, generally the underdog generally gets maybe that first game in and have a little room, wiggle room. But when you lose the first game as an underdog, man, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And, boy, they have they, they got them pretty good that Saturday afternoon at the game you were at. Yeah, and I just did a story. It's on uh, our website, dfwvarsity.com now. Uh, it's kind of funny because after game one, uh, they didn't even practice or do anything. They just they hung out and watched. Remember the Titans. <laughs> and so uh, my story is just kind of the angle is you know just watching it, getting kind of inspired or motivated. Uh, that's one. Of, that's my dad's. One of my dad's favorite lines from is from Remember the Titans when uh, Denzel Washington says, "I'm a winner. I'm going to win." Yep. And so I guess that's uh, Richland took that to heart and uh, got those uh, game two and game three wins and moving on now to play. Uh, I can't think of the team oh, they're playing. I've, I've got it here. Midland Lee. Midland yes, Midland Lee. Yes, yes. So, so going a little west for round two, but uh, the Rebels are still in it. It's unreal, man. It's a, it's 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 quite a feat, like you said. You know. And you know what? And one thing, it's something about when you have to scratch and claw to get in the playoffs. Sometimes you got a lot of momentum early. It's hard to maybe sustain it, but you've got that mojo, you know, knowing that you have to win the play in game, then you don't have much time to think about your next opponent. And, you know, they caught a good wave, man. And congratulations to them, man. And that was, that was a heck of, after they dropped game one, I had written them off. So I apologize to Richland. You guys proved me wrong. You did a great job last week. They proved um, chocolate bear wrong. Yes, they did. Yes, that <laughs> said that's the reason why they've got those tall hotels in Vegas because the chocolate bear is more often wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, right. in, in the story that I did, uh, they mentioned you know they had a good start to district, started mm-hmm. four and one, mm-hmm. uh, but then unfortunately lost five of the last seven games to you know put them into that fourth place tie. So they've really yeah. kind of turned it around here in the last week or so. Yeah, that's, as I said, that's, that's, that's something, you know, to kind of keep your team together. And like I said, just fighting sometimes to get in the playoffs, man. You can get that mojo, man, and they definitely got it. Um, then down the other district, this is not a big surprise to me. Keller, Eaton, Geyer, and South Lake Curl going 6-1 against District 6-6A. 6-6A is a tough district, but I just thought that they came in a little undermanned besides, you know, I did think Marcus had a shot at beating Ditton Geyer, obviously. We, I covered that game last week for Friday Night Glory. And congratulations to Kobe Medford. I mean, he, his girls played an outstanding game in that game. And the, the thing about that game, Brian, was, I mean, it's 1-1 after two innings. And, I mean, it was nail-biting all the way to the seventh inning. And great defense. I mean, I think you tweeted out um, Maddie Johnson's great catch at third base she had. 
Um, Bedford had a great catch at, at shortstop for Ditton Geyer. Uh, it's back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, they, um, um, Racy Willis, Rancy Willis for Geyer, she pitched a great game. And um, she got out of a jam in the sixth. And, boy, Geyer loads up the bases in the seventh and got the big hit from Ryan Gallegos off the glove of the first baseman for Marcus and scores two runs. And Rancy comes out and three up, three down in the bottom of the seventh. And Geyer walks away with a big victory on, you know, on the road nonetheless, too. Yeah, I think uh, five, District 5, District 6, uh, it was a tough, maybe probably the toughest in Region 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think District 5 is is the top district. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just I watched some of those videos. It was actually uh, Brooke Johnson at third yeah. uh, for Marcus. Brooke Johnson, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, Morgan, Medford, you know, you catch it on Twitter. I mean, that was, that was just... Yeah. Crazy, crazy play for her. Uh, yes. Talked about her last week, you know, one of the best to do it, going to Tarleton State. So, yeah, Geyer's moving on. Uh, Carol, uh, like I said last week, not your typical one versus four matchup against Flower Mound. And, <laughs> no. Man, I did the uh, <laughs> no. I did game one. That's what I said. You were at game one, weren't you? Yes, yeah. I was at game one, and um, – I don't, I don't know if I was excited or exhausted uh, because, you know, Flatmouth goes up 5-0 to zero in the first inning. A uh, few errors by Carroll. And I think that Flatmouth's going to win this one. Probably run rule. Right. Uh, but no, Carroll, Carroll brings up, I think, 15 batters in the bottom of the first. Scores nine times. It's unreal. It, it was unreal. And then, you know, I'm fighting... Uh, a fighting deadline, which is like 10.30. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's the top of the seventh. You know, Carol needs three outs for the win. It's 13 to seven. I'm thinking, okay, I can get this game into the paper for tomorrow. <laughs> Man, was I wrong. Uh, Fireball scores. Fireball scores five more times in the top of the seventh, 13 to 12. And then uh, Lauren Long, you know, just got to give her some credit. Uh, you know, she's going to University of Brown, Ivy League school next year. Uh, she struck out the last two batters. I believe both were uh, with bases loaded to secure that 1-0 victory. And then, uh, you know, they got the momentum. Carol had the momentum, but, you yes. know, they were going to Flower Mound for a doubleheader and, you know, kind of thinking, you know, Flower Mound's got to get one. And so they did 12-3 in game two. You know, mm-hmm. after, that, after that score, I'm thinking, okay. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. This is over. I mean, Flowermouth's bats, you know, woke up. And it was back and forth in game three. And Flowermouth took the lead late. And then Piper Harness, uh, she actually homered in game two. Mm-hmm. And she came up with a big two-run home run in the bottom of the six for Carroll. And they uh, ended up winning seven to six. She, she was actually my uh, player of the week. Again, two home runs, six RBIs in, in the three games, including the the game uh, the game winner, the series clincher. It's unreal to think, and that, well, even Gabby and Gabby Garcia. I mean, she had a great series too. Um, yeah, I know Gabby. Gabby had uh, three home runs. Uh, she had two at the game I went to. Game one, obviously, if she doesn't hit those, then Carol probably doesn't win that game. So. 
just right. a great performance from Carroll. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're moving on. Another team knocking off district chats, and they are they they got uh, who do they have this week? They have um, Suffolk. Yeah, they have Mansfield. I'm going to they're, the game. They're game Hill, right? No, no, Mansfield, Mansfield. Mansfield, yeah, Man- uh, Mansfield. Yeah, right. I'm going to that game tonight. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, see if they can, uh, you know, keep keep this thing rolling. I know Mansfield's right. a, a t- another tough team to play. Actually, they were code district champs in their mm-hmm. district. So uh, nice way to start your playoff run with with back to back district champions. Yeah, so said so that they're, they're earning their way, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely earned their way. Um, then the other district, I mean, um, we got the Lake Ridge, Mansfield, South Grand Prairie, and the Hatchie go 5-1 and one against District 8-6A. Um, I gather from this one, maybe the surprise was the Hatchie winning, beating Duncanville um, in that first round. Um, you know, Duncanville's a very good softball team, and I didn't think Hatchie was going to go there and beat them, and knock on wood, they did. Yeah, it's uh... – it's kind of tough because 86A Duncanville's district is uh, right. It's not that that tough, you know. Right. You think Duncanville's a good team, but it's you know where are they playing? Uh, I mean, yep. we're talking, most of their competition is going to be what non-district in tournaments. Yeah, I mean we're talking Lake Ridge winning 25-0, Mansfield yeah. winning 26-3, yeah. South Grand Prairie uh, I think was up maybe 12 to 12. Yeah. Twelve to two or twelve to three ended up winning. Twelve, 12 three, to three, I think it was. Yep. And so yeah, I mean, you know, lots of hat sheets playing those teams uh, six times this year. Mm-hmm. So right. I got the competition under their belt. But yeah, another team, you know, just like Richmond dropping game one and then having to win two on, on Saturday, just uh, knock it off. So. Yeah, been doing it. Yeah, um, we got to talk about Euless Trinity. Uh, it's the first playoff win in a series in ten over ten years. They beat Pasquale eleven to nothing and fifteen three to advance the area round. Um, what is it? You had the stat. I believe they only won three games last year. Was it? Um, I can't remember the how many games they won, but they were on a fifty three game district losing streak. Yeah. Until. <laughs> until their district opener this year against Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their last last uh, district win came in 2014, mm-hmm. which obviously was the last time uh, they made the playoffs. So, yeah, first time moving on to area uh, since 2008, um, and really, you know, no competition against well, Pasco. It was 11-0 and 15-3. And... Uh, and one of my one of my player of the week nominees uh, came from Trinity Piper Hack Hackskins. Ah, Piper gotcha. Nice name. Hackins. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get that right. Say that five times fast. Uh, but she had a big game, game two. Uh, I think she went four for five. Had the grand slam, eight RBIs. The grand slam uh, was able to end the game uh, via run rule and, and obviously ended the series. So. Great job mm-hmm. by her. Great job, great job from uh, Jeremy and his uh, Trinity Trojans. They got a one gamer this week against El Paso Montwood, and so yes, Montwood, uh, yeah, at Big yeah, Spring. Yeah, at Big um, Spring on Friday night. So we'll see. Keep this thing rolling. 
Yeah, I was thinking, I said, they got a decent draw here, I think, in the second round. I looked at some of um, El Paso Montwood, and I wasn't overly impressed with some of their wins, but I think that, you know, Trinity's got a shot. And I mean, for the come after last year's disappointing year to get, you know, maybe third round in the playoffs, man, that's that's one heck of a turnaround. Yeah, Montwood, uh, good, better record, 29-7-1. But, yeah, you just you never can tell uh, out west there in El Paso. Sure. Uh, I was looking through the schedules. I believe they only have one common opponent this year. That was El Paso Eastwood, and I think Montwood. Yeah, uh, tied. They played them in a tournament. They tied them in a tourney. Uh, Beat them. Three to one, so we'll see. Yep, we'll see. But as I said, that's, that's a great job there by them. Um, I know we talked a little bit about already Richland and um, Carroll and the Hatchie. The one thing I liked about that is they all were four seeds beating district camps. And, you know, Richland and Hatchie having to do it the hard way by losing game one both cases. Um, you know, you got to give them props for that. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what district we're in. If you do win district, you're probably a pretty good softball team. You know, so, uh, you know, you got to give them props for that for certain. Yeah. And uh, before we move on, uh, just got to give a shout out to my uh, pitcher of the week was Callie Irwin from LB Bell. Also mm-hmm. a powerful state bound softball player. And she, uh, 24 strikeouts in 12 innings. Had a home run in game one. Bell swept Arnton Lamar. Uh, and then a, another team that we. You'd mentioned, but we didn't talk about was uh, Eaton, the Eaton Eagles. Yes. Um, incredible record right now. They're 20, uh, 27 and 2, I think. Only two losses coming to Keller, but uh, Maddie Wright, uh, Abilene Christian kid who uh, threw a no hitter in game two against Hebron, had a home run in game one. I think she ended up having 19 strikeouts and, and uh, 12 innings. So, yeah, Eaton's. Was able to get the sweep, and uh, they're they're moving on to the second round too. Yep, the Hatchie for that big upset win over Duncanville. They get um no, they get Northwest eating next. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a tough tough uphill battle for them. You know, going up against Northwest Eaton. I mean, I think Eaton might be you know second or third best team in the area. And you know, like you said before, I think that they're kind of peaking at the right time too. Yeah, it's just, it's just they're kind of in the same boat as Keller, and I, I've said it many times. It's just another they're just another select team. I mean, they've got yep. kids with, who play in the summer, and again, mm-hmm. Maddie Wright going to ECU. They got Texas Tech, UNT commits. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be a tough draw for Waxahachie uh, definitely, but we'll see if this Duncanville win uh, can bring up some momentum. And I did want to say the Dallas Morning News player of the week, you know, to go back to Trinity, was Mackenzie Lucio, um, sophomore pitcher. She pitched 12 innings, had 13 strikeouts, and only one run run. She was 6-9 from the plate with the home run, two doubles, and three RBIs and seven runs. So she's helping her own cause with the bat, too, and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think she's a sophomore, so she's... Yes. To kind of do it on this level, uh, I know she pitched last year, so uh, the season they went through probably uh, helped her out. Just an eye opener, realizing you know how tough high school ball can be. So definitely a nice turnaround from her and uh, the Trojans. 
Yeah, I think that when she also had kind of strained her shoulder earlier in the month and took off a couple of weeks from pitching. So she she didn't start pitching until, like, I believe the series before the playoffs. So I guess the arm is well now. <laughs> you know, so congratulations to her, though, for being Dallas Morning News Player of the Week. Um, I did also want to – I thought one of the games here that I wanted to kind of talk about was a little bit was Lake Ridge and Geyer. Um I think that's an excellent game on the on the book here locally here this week. Um, you know, Geyer obviously has got a little momentum going here, but Lake Ridge, I mean, we know you and I both know how good Lake Ridge is. I believe they got eliminated last year by um um 40, 40. if I'm thinking yeah. correct. Yes. And so and after that was that was like the fourth round of the playoffs, if I'm believing correct. So, you know, yeah, Lake Ridge's got a real good program. <laughs> Last two rounds have been against 40 uh, in the third round, I believe. Third round, okay. Third round. Kim Verlander's the third or the fourth round. But, I mean, with Geyer, I mean, and, you know, I'm not to – I mean, one of my favorite kids, um, Kara DeBruin, she was 0 for 4 against Marcus. So, I'm going to call my shot here on this cast that look out for her to have a bounce-back series if they play a series. I'm not sure, you know, now with the way the weather is. But I expect DeBruin to be – nails this week she was pretty frustrated with her performance the other night but i mean she plays solid defense you know she's you know she's one of the better players in the area obviously so i just think she was pressing a little bit so i told her dad i said i have a feeling she's gonna abuse the next pitcher she she so <laughs> we'll see if my prediction is correct next week or not <laughs> yeah we talked about guyer just their talent uh lake ridge uh yeah they they're they've only been around for Five years. Five, six years, as I was thinking. They've really won a lot of games in softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming into this year, they got two, two pitchers: uh, Kaylee Gonzalez and Chloe Jones. Uh, you know, kind of just mixing it up there, and then they have uh, some talent as well uh, in center, Mackenzie Denson, who's her nickname is Wheels. She's she's lightning fast. Uh, she's committed to Minnesota. Uh, you know, you got some others like Morgan Brannon, uh, Briley Peters. Uh, so they can they can hit the ball really well. Uh, Maggie Miller, who's a freshman, uh, she had a couple RBIs there in, the, in round one. Um, I know there's others that I've seen. But mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a team with a lot of playoff experience. And, yes, yes. And uh, we'll see if that translates to to this week. It's it should be. It ought to be one of the better series in the area for I sure. I think so too. I think so too. You know, I was talking when we were doing the um, Marcus um, Geyer game the other day, just about how many of these girls have you know have two, three, four years of playoff experience under their belt, and then I started looking around, thinking about Keller the same way, you know, um, Little Elm to a point, but the Colonies that way, you know, Forney's that way, you know, it just it's. It, it just it, it it's mind-boggling to me to think about how these girls come in as freshmen and contribute at a high level, you know, and sustain it for three and four years. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the uh, select seniors. You know, these girls play sure. from 10U, 12U on, and so. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, obviously, the select uh, select teams are greater competition, so it, it, that's a mm-hmm. big help when it comes to. Uh, the high school high school scene for sure. Yeah, I saw that roster for Texas Glory, and I said that's a who's who of the best players of 
the area you know, on that team. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. I would like to take that team nationally as they do, and I can see why they do so well. <laughs> you know, that's pretty. It's a loaded bunch to say the least. I wish they uh, were all on the same high school team. They'd be four time state champions. <laughs> they would make our job way too easy, though, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I go to that game every every week. <laughs> no kid, I would love to do that. You know, also, you know, mention that I think Mansfield Legacy and um, Little Elm is a good game also on the board. Um, you know, uh, Little Elm, I mean, they obviously with Lucas and that crew over there, they're doing an extremely good job. I mean, there's no shame in finishing second to the colony in that district. And, man, I mean, an, another Mansfield team that's hadn't been around a long time, but, man, they sure are solid in the softball department, aren't they? Yeah, uh, that's definitely up there. It's one of the top series as well. Uh, got to see Little Elm on Saturday, game three. Another team that dropped game one. Came back mm-hmm. uh, to beat Grapevine. Why? Three to one in game two to pick it up on defense and then really brought the bats in game three. 13 to zero. You know, a couple of triples from uh, Lauren Lucas and Izzy Fielder. Uh, Lucas actually threw a no-hitter, five innings, ten strikeouts. Uh, she's a she's a glory, a Texas another Texas glory girl. Yeah. And another glory girl, uh, her counterpart, J.C. Cook over at Legacy. So. Legacy. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's the Alabama Birmingham signee. UAB. Uh, UAB. So she's you know another kid who's been playing. A long time. She was on varsity as a freshman year, and now she's a senior. So a good mm-hmm. pitching matchup there. Uh, Courtney Taylor at short for Legacy has been one of the best bats that I've seen in the last four years. And Kelvin that's Robbins. Yeah. That's that's saying something, Brian. Did you see a lot of softball in the last four years, man? There's yeah, been a lot of talent come through here. Definitely <laughs> uh, one of the one of the greats at Legacy and. Kelby Robbins at third, uh, another boy girl. So they got this ought to be a pretty good game. I, I think uh, I'm going to say that's it'll, it'll be a three game series. Uh, that one's at uh, Grand Prairie, all three at Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. So uh, I'm going to try and make it out to one of those games. But uh, yeah, that'd be yeah like you said, Legacy's is another team that's won a lot of uh, playoff games over the years. It all starts with Amy Prater, the head coach. You know, she's been doing it for so long you know over 300 right. wins she won uh she was a state winner over at Kennedale. so uh this 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 is gonna be a fun matchup for sure yeah she's got a nice portfolio doesn't she <laughs> not bad, not bad at all. Um, you know the other game that I want to talk about, I and mean, we haven't really talked much about, was Rockwall. I um, mean, Rockwall has had a great, fun, great year, and they're playing Plano. And you know, one of my shoutouts for Plano was going to be Audrey McNeil, the pitcher. She was nails last week with 14 innings and 14 Ks, only gave four hits and zero run runs and two wins against Saxe. Um, Plano's kind of maybe the overlooked team maybe in that district somewhat, you know, um, between Prosper and Plano West kind of having the head, you know, the headliners all year. But Plano's a good ball team. I mean, they're, and I think Rockwall is going to have a tough time beating them come this week. Yeah, I don't know uh, much about Rockwall, but uh, yeah, Plano, another another team that had to come back and win two games. Mm-hmm. 
did it, did it against, you know, heck of a pitcher and, and uh, Matty Boyd, who's uh, over at Saxby going to Oklahoma State. Yes. Oklahoma fabulous State. season, fabulous uh, career. Uh, so shout out to her. But yeah, they, uh, I don't know what it was. They just, they turned it into another gear. Game two and game three, they won game two, four to zero, and then game three, eight to zero. Uh, like you mentioned, McNeil, another Player of the Week nominee for us. Yes. Uh, no runs. No runs there in the two games. So, you know, Plano again, nine nine six A's probably uh, up there is one of the toughest districts in the state. Sure. Finished third. You know, came into the playoffs just barely above five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're in the second round. So, it just it just kind of shows you the you know competition level for sure. Absolutely. Well, I was talking with playing a West Coast coach Ledsom a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, whoever finishes third and fourth, they're you know they play the first round. They're going to probably look at them and say, well, yeah, we can beat them because of the competition in their district. You know, I mean, you know, even when you had um, McKinney Boyd was beats Plano East the last game in the you know second to last game in district, and they had won a game all year. But I mean, we all know what McKinney Boyd's got on that roster, so. Yeah, and they uh, they kind of fell apart there in game two, but game one was a heck of a game, a four to three, and ten mm-hmm. innings. Um, Wiley able to get a run there in the top of the tenth, but you know, talk about her how many times Kenzie Tackley. You know, it's funny because I I did a little preview before the first round. Uh-huh. Uh, I was talking about her strikeout total and how you know she could. She has a chance to hit 500 this year. Uh, right. I was kind of looking at it. I was like, there's no way she's going to come close with the <laughs> talent that Wiley has. You know, they got kids going right. to Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, or, excuse me, Arizona and, and uh, Bella Dayton. And then Riley, Riley Wiggins is an A&M kid. So it's like, there's no way. But she had 24 strikeouts and 10 innings in game one. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's a that's a series worth of work in game one. <laughs> and then and then you know Wiley wins eight to two in game two, in seven innings, and she still manages sixteen strikeouts. It's it's un, that's just unreal that she is the queen of windmills. You know, yeah. it's just unreal. And and uh, tell me again, how old is she again, Brian? She's a sophomore. <laughs> yes. I mean, you got to think that she's just going to get just a hair better the next couple years. So I think that strikeout record is going to get blown up here. In the yeah. Next year too. <laughs> uh, I was trying to do the math on it. I haven't seen the official number, but uh, I came up with 497 this year. Great. I've seen multiple kids, you know, uh, Charles over at Colony and Lucas mm-hmm. over at Little Elm. You know, they're posting, you know, they're, they're tweeting out that they're getting their 500 in their career. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, Kinsley's got 500 in one season. <laughs> one season. And, I'm, and I was sitting here thinking about, just think about how many times that's 497 outs where that person didn't get on first base. You know, they didn't put the ball in play. So I wonder if she lulls her defense to sleep sometimes and why you can lose an 8-2 game, you know, within you strike out 16. I can't can't remember. uh, I want to say she had like 250 maybe. uh, Last year it's a freshman. 
maybe mm -hmm. 300. So, I mean, you know, she's, she's going to be well past 1,000 next year. Yep, I'm giving her the name. Her new nickname is the Queen of Windmill for her. There is no question. Well, she'll, she'll need to be on the podcast. Uh, and then we, can, yes. we can have the Queen of the Windmill, Taco Bear, and Goss. <laughs> That'll be great. We need to set that up. I'll have to see if we can get that arranged. That would be great. <laughs> That would be great. Well, hey, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you've got a ball game here tonight. I want to give out a couple shout-outs. I want to give you an avenue to maybe do a shout-out or two, and I'll give one here, and we'll wrap it up. But, man, I appreciate you guys listening to us here on the podcast. You know, we got a lot of good feedback at the Marcus Ditton Geyer game last week. I want to tell you thank you all for that. Another shout-out to Marcus. The I mean, you did miss the great tailgate again there, Brian. They did it upright like they always do. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Charlie Benson and uh, Kenny. Yep, yep. Chris Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, Chris yep. Kenny. Always, yep. always cooking up a fabulous feast. <laughs> the funny thing was before the first pitch, you could just see the smoker out there in left field still out there. And I'm going, man, I sure could use me one more dog. But, you know, what? I got to <laughs> All this game, you know? Yeah, uh, they got, I, got, I got a little bit of heat from uh, not going to that game because I guess uh, when we had gone to the Fire Mile game, you know. Yes, yes, yes. The first, the first time, the first time I went and had a hot dog with them, you know, they had they had this uh, some spicy salsa, right? That yes, I, I love. Outstanding. And, and oh, so oh. the uh, second second time over at the Fire Mom game, uh, yes. Charlie Charlie didn't bring it, so I was like, "Oh man, where is it?" And so apparently, I guess they bought it for uh, yes, for Geyer, did. and yes. uh, they said they got mad at me because I they were like, "Oh, we bought this for you, and you're not coming." So, <laughs> yes. Well, Charlie, Benson. Charlie Benson and uh, Chris Kenny, man. Yep. They told me to tell you hello, and they said, you know, that, that was one of the drawbacks of them losing last week because they weren't going to be able to do any more tailgates. But I'm going to get a select schedule from them in June. What so you, mean? I, you, can, you can tell me whenever you want. Yep. So I told them, I said, I said, well, Goss and I will come out and watch you guys sometime in June. And they said, oh, we'll do it up right then. So <laughs> I said, they could like be, you haven't they been be doing the, it right. They could be the official uh, Friday Night Glory yes. you know, tailgaters. <laughs> and so every time, every game you go to, you know, they could come. It doesn't matter if it's Marcus. Yeah. The only problem was that I was at a food coma before the first pitch. I was <laughs> sitting there with the Denton Chronicle. Brady Keene, and I was like, I need a pillow. Yes, we will, but I wanted to give a shout out to them. They were great hosts, as always, and we enjoyed it, and they, they gave us a lot of positive feedback last week, which I know you and I both, you know, enjoy hearing, and I told me, you know, heck, we will even, you know, the negative stuff, too. We want to make this, you know, good for everybody, so, but they said that they thought it was very informative, and they appreciated it, so I did want to pass that off on to you also, Goss, on that. And then my last shout-out I want to give out to is Savannah Williams again from Frisco Independence. She was big again last week. Um, Ten innings pitched, 18K, zero runs. She was four for six with a home run and two RBIs. Um, Savvy has been, you know, she's had a great year. And, 
You know, like, you know, we mentioned it last week. I got to talk to her a couple of weeks ago after they beat um, Centennial, and she's just such a nice kid and got such a great smile. So, I, you know, like, I try not to pay, play favoritism here, but, you know, when there's good kids out there, it's hard not to perform, and she's definitely one. So I wanted to give her a shout-out. So, all right, Goss, I'll let you do your shout-outs. Yeah, just some other teams that uh, moving on to the second round. You know, we'll start um, Alito dropping game two, eight to one, but coming back to win game three, nine to five. Uh, Alana Smith with the go-ahead home run late. Uh, then moving down to another pretty good matchup, I think, with Boswell and Burleson. Another ah. series that starts uh, tonight. Over tonight. Doing it again, uh, three-run home run, uh, I believe in game two, and then uh, you know Burleson getting past South Hills uh, got got I believe three home runs in game one. Gotcha. Uh, you know then you also had a, again McCauley moving on. You know Arlington Heights and Azo they're, they're matched up. Uh, I Azo, saw that. Yeah, that I mean that that one's scheduled for uh, Wednesday night over at. Prosper, I think. So, uh, no, excuse me. It's over at Eaton High School Wednesday night. Yes, so I said Eaton. I'm looking at I'm, now. I'm going to try and uh, get to that game for tomorrow. But yeah, Arlington Heights trying to go back to state again. Azo, you know, they were able to sweep Denton actually four, uh, four to three in both game one and game two, oddly enough. So, yeah, I'll try to go out to that game. Uh, you know, Brock always been good at 3A. They're moving on. Peaster, uh, a little farther west, but Peaster getting it done there, moving on. Grandview, uh, Godley's another one. Godley able to really sweep Argyle, who I thought Argyle was going to get, get a game in, but uh, Kenzie Stotts, got to give a shout out to Kenzie Stotts, freshman catcher for Godley, hitting a home run. Um, there against Argyle. So, mm -hmm. uh, any more shout outs? Kennedale moving on. Yes, I said Kennedale's moving on. Yeah, I saw that. Kennedale <clears throat> playing Aubrey. On. Uh, yeah, that, that would be a tough one. Aubrey's. And they're starting uh, tonight, too, out at Fort Worth Brewer tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see if uh, Kennedale can get uh, win that series or not. I know Aubrey's pretty good this year. Uh, Megan Calhoun for Kennedale. Hit two home runs in the, the second game against Castleberry. Castleberry. Uh, six RBI. So, uh, any more shout outs here? Joshua, Sweeping Terrell, they're moving on. They're playing they're playing Mount Pleasant. That was one of your other games you thought was going to be a good game this week, was Joshua. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, we'll see if they can they can do it. They got a couple good kids there. Annalise Jess and Caitlin Stone, Reese Rumfield. Uh, see if they can get it done there against Mount Pleasant. Um, I know I'm, I'm leaving out a lot more, but uh, just, sure, want to say, sure. just want to say again, congratulations to uh, all these teams winning by district titles and Absolutely. Keeping, their, keeping their season alive. So it's definitely uh, makes for more excitement for, for you and I. Absolutely. And Forney had the big wins over the week. You're going to get to see them tonight. Also, shout out to Trinity Cannon. She had some bombs this past weekend. And Day Roche was Day Roche, and you know the beat. Talk about a beat that keeps beating. 
you know, it's thorny. And um, I'm very envious that you're going to be able to watch them tonight. Um, I'll, I'll be at Carol Mansfield. Oh, that's right. You're doing Carol. That's right. You're doing Carol. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I, I want. I, a little, a little farther. Yeah, that's and it even for us when Randy and uh, Randy, who that's is the owner of Friday Night Glory, we went out there last year and boy, it took us a long time to get out the forty when they played Lakeridge last year on that Friday night. They could about two hours from Carrollton, so yeah, I, I can imagine Forney's a decent drive for you, old Goss. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one more shout out is actually North Forney. Uh, yes, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Another three-game series, winning game three. Nine to six against Red Oak. Uh, they yep. were actually on the uh, highlights there on yes. Channel Eight. Channel Eight, yes. Yeah. They had they had back to back back to back, to back. runs. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that man. That doesn't happen often, man. But especially in a winner take all it. game too. I mean, I've never seen it in softball, and I, I can't I can't even remember the last back to back home uh, home run game, but. Uh, yeah, North Forty moving on. They got they got a tough one with Hallsville. Who, uh, yes, you talked about could, that last I, week. I think they could be the second best team in, in that region behind Forney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know they had four home runs there in Game Three, but uh, the only kid I can remember is Alyssa Guidos. Uh, she got that that third one in the third back one. to back to back. So. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought them up because I did see that on Sunday night and thought that was. I made it in my notes, but I didn't bring my note here to the office today. But, yes, I mean, yeah. I'm with you. You don't see and, that happen very often. <laughs> and uh, one final one uh, is uh, McKinney North. They, they won their district, and then they won. Yes. They beat Lone Star three games, 5-0 uh, to zero in game three. Uh, another another team with a couple of good kids, Caitlin Dine, uh, Durheim and Lauren Ledbetter. So, uh, North is moving on. They'll play Highland Park. Yeah, that was gonna say they're playing Highland Park, man. They got two identical records going into that one. So, you know, on paper, you know, that looks to be a pretty good matchup. Oh, definitely. You know, they're both nineteen and eight. I know Highland Park won their district. I mean, excuse me, finished second, I believe, in their district, if I'm correct. I believe um Creekview may have won that district this year. Um, but yeah, that's I, I'm looking forward. I mean, McKinney North is one of those teams that kind of been under the radar for most of the year, and I think that's. You know, that, that's a nice little dark horse team to be watching, you know, especially this week. Yep, yep, definitely. I'll, I'll yep. be keeping up with that score. Yep. Well, hey, Goss, man, I appreciate it as always. Um, p- keep me posted this week as you can. Um, you know, I'm sorry I'm going to be missing the playoffs this week. Um, I had a promise to my significant other since she broke her ankle this time last year to take her someplace for her birthday. So I'm taking her to a beach, and it has to be done this week. So. You're killing me, Kim. You're killing me. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. But, yeah, her, her 50th got ruined last year with a broken ankle, so I told her I'll make it up to her. So I am doing yeah. that. So. Don't even bring up that story. <laughs> no doubt. That's that's for a whole other podcast yes, later. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy, enjoy yourselves. We will. We appreciate you as always. Brian Gossett with the Dallas Times. Well, I almost said a Dallas Times Herald. <laughs> Fort Worth Star Telegram. But you said you have a new, is it a new DFW varsity still or is it? 
Yeah, it's still it's still okay. Chubby Varsity, yeah. And it's at Gossett forty one. He has all of your updates. I mean, he does. Uh, nobody does it any better with Twitter than Gossett forty one, and keeping you posted on games, softball games especially. So, if you're a big softball fan, man, you've got to be on Gossett's Twitter, Gossett forty one. I'm Kenny Matthews um, on Twitter at Kenny Matthews. You can keep in touch with me. I'll be retweeting throughout. So. Um, I, I try to get every one of Gossett's tweets in, but man, I know I miss a few of them because there's so many, <laughs> so. Yeah, too many, too many. <laughs> but I appreciate you, Brian, man. And we will be back next week with podcast number four produced by FridayNightGlory.com. Our engineer, Randy Edwards back in the back. We appreciate you and we're out. A high insurance rates dragging you down. Call Randy Kim at 817-226-5464.